Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Why, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Me Creator. I have Sonia back again today before she leaves for Germany with her family. So we have a lot to talk about. Number one, this potential TikTok ban. What you need to be looking out for, do we really think this is going to happen? Let's give you the specifics of all of that. Then I recently attended an IG University training masterclass hosted by some of the Meta staff. We're going to break down some of the things that people got a little feisty with me about on Instagram and some of our thoughts along the way about SEO, about long captions, about your hashtags and keywords and how you can really optimize those. And then we have another triggering topic. I am so sorry. We are going to be talking about the term lifestyle. Lifestyle. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I think lifestyle is absolutely not a niche. So We're going to help you define that as something a little bit more specific and a little bit more grounded in fact and a little bit more grounded in what will attract brands, the right audience, and make you feel a little bit better about the existential crisis that is niche. So let's get right into this. Today's If You Like It, Like It is sponsored by... Okay, get ready for this one because I actually found this girl last night and I used to follow her on TikTok when I was when I actually had the app on my phone. Um uh-huh. Riley Passfield, Riley P. And this girl, she is like this Australian like lanky awkward blondie and mm-hmm. her boyfriend or husband, don't know, will run up to her and be like, "Make yourself Elmo. You have 20 minutes." And she'll like Uh go into this back room, put on like the jankiest outfit, like red Mm -hmm. bodysuit, and then start gluing like cotton balls to her face and like cutouts of paper to make the eyes and the nose and all of this stuff. And she's like cackling the whole time. And they're the Mm -hmm. scariest looking (laughs) critters that she creates. And I just think it's the funniest thing. I was like cackling at my phone. And my husband was in the other room. He's like, Harley, like, what is so funny? And I started, (laughs) this is how every story with us goes. I started to show him and I'm dying, like continuing to laugh while I show him. And he's sitting there deadpan. (laughs) That always happens to me with my boyfriend. I think something is so funny. Like, look at this. And then he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just me. I'm the only funny one here. That's so fine. I'm really liking. Moral of the story is I'm really liking these people that I'm finding that I used to follow on TikTok that are starting to come over to Instagram or maybe the Instagram algorithm is feeding me stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Uh, Instagram's doing something positive. I'm Instagram shocked. might be doing something positive. If you like it, I love it. Like it. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, you know we have to talk about this TikTok ban because I don't know what on earth is going on. Sonia, do you think that they're actually going to ban TikTok? 
Yeah, potential right, bands. potential. <laughs> My prediction is no, that it will not actually yeah. get banned. I do not think that this is a subject that is going to go away anytime soon. Um with an upcoming election yes. and people needing stuff to talk about in politics in the U.S., I do think this will stay top of mind. I think that while TikTok won't be banned, I really do think that they're in for some reform, mm. but I think that reform will also be called for across Meta and some other platforms yes. as well. And my prediction is that there will be some form of um, business deals that will have to happen so that TikTok becomes a U.S. entity. Mm, interesting. Well, I think similar that would to happen- what we saw with Grinder. You know, that's so interesting that you say that because I hadn't thought about that, but that's definitely the path, you know, like as a business. Sure. And I'm not saying that I agree with all of those things happening or, you know, it's, it's a very highly complicated issue. I will say that just because I do a lot of business on TikTok, I'm not blind to the fact that there are issues with the platform, Mm -hmm. but as a social media person, and I'm sure you'll agree, I think there's issues with every platform. And I think there's a lot of issues with the way that people specifically in the United States use these platforms. Mm. Um, And there's a much larger issue across all the platforms in regards to bots, fake identity, Mm -hmm. uh, trolling. Mm -hmm. There's a lot there that could definitely be improved. And I can see how there does need to be some sort of government regulation. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair that they're just targeting TikTok. I know that we've seen Meta go up on the stand, that there have been conversations uh, previously, but I don't think that banning one app is going to fix the issues here whatsoever. It it felt very similar, like the old dusty, Mm -hmm. old dusty men in our government asking, asking this tech guy about their platform. It was, it was disappointing. It was, it was expected, but it was tragic. Sure. It was tragic. It was em- it was embarrassing it for was. sure. It was. I think that if you're going to feel that passionately about something being completely removed that has 1.3 million Americans on it, you should know better about what you're talking about. Yeah. It was, I mean, that's all I can say. It was embarrassing. There were some great legitimate questions and ideas brought up in that conversation, but I think the biggest things for me and I had a difficult time watching it all. I'm not a news it was, person, it was admittedly, very because to watch. yeah, I just don't care for the tone, the lack uh-huh. of actual conversation. It was a lot of yelling at him mm. instead of asking actual questions and letting him respond, which I think is a big problem across America in general. People right. are always yelling at someone and they're not really listening. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that was really difficult for me to see that it was sort of just, you know, really over their heads what actually this platform is used for. And how yeah. how Tough. much businesses run through it. That's, that's what really hit me because yeah. I, I think that the data piece is one thing. The data piece is totally sure. a different conversation than banning Mm -hmm. it because regulation should come first, right? So, I mean, meta should be included, just like you said, all of these things should Mm -hmm. be included if we're talking about this. But then you came to the conversation of protecting children and 
Yeah, I think that part is very sticky. And as a mom myself, I do wonder how I'll approach social media as my son grows up. It's difficult for parents, I am sure. That is a hard line to cross. But what I was really hearing in in this hearing was that they were blaming TikTok for Mm. what children were getting into. And while, yes, there should be strong uh, regulation for children on these apps also like what part is the parent parent. exactly they're saying you know oh well these kids should not be able to do these types of trends and this is very unsafe etc I think at the end of the day parents should not be letting their children on TikTok or should be teaching responsibility around social media and I think that's something that really lacked in my generation you know we had AIM was the first access to anybody out there and I know a lot of people learn the hard way about that learn the hard way about posting themselves on Facebook Mm -hmm. when Facebook opened up to them on you know putting things on MySpace and Tumblr and all types of platforms that we were not raised with well we were raised with it but our parents were not I even remember oh my god there was like Mm -hmm. even Neopets you could chat with people that we're just on the on the platform and there were adults yeah. on this platform. I remember this yeah. being seven years old and like playing with my little Neopet and chatting <sighs> with, oh my God, this is such a stupid story. I remember messaging with this woman about some kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Neopet thing. And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant and I blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "You're like, what? I'm talking to a real adult and got really <sighs> freaked out and stopped talking to her. <laughs> I love it. You're like I, I need to go do something. I need to. Um, I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's both an interesting. It's it's so much duality here, right? Like you don't want to ban everything from children. In my perspective, you don't want to ban everything from them, right? Because right. the second that they're let loose, they have no boundaries. They have no understanding of how something works. But it's very difficult to teach them through an app how much time is enough time, you know, what you post can be seen potentially by other people, conversations, bullying, like there's so much that has to be tackled there that I can understand why it's much easier to say, you can't be on it too bad by like, you you can't have a phone, you can't have any access. But, you know, I really hope that I'll be able to strike some sort of balance for my son, both letting him have access to these things but also using them in an educational way about right. the world, consequences. Yeah. I, I think, uh, it's, it's, I think it's just a conversation, you know, it, this has to be talked about. And is that yeah. a parenting resource? Is that, mm-hmm. I don't know, something else? Like, I think, I think parents need to make sure that they feel equipped in handling this because I don't think a blanket like you can't use it is going to Mm -hmm. be effective especially as we progress and Mm -hmm. you know you can't just say my kid's not going to have a phone until 16 I didn't have a phone until 16 because that's not Mm -hmm. the world we're living in anymore yeah but 100% and I do think that there are a lot of tools that I'm not aware of but as my son grows up that I will probably get more into I know that TikTok has a family account which I think Mm. is really interesting. They have a lot of restrictions that you can put on your kids' accounts. So I think putting in guardrails like that and then slowly removing them is very interesting. But 
Yeah, I think overall, my recommendation to people is just like a few years ago when IG crashed, right? And everyone thought they had zero followers and we were all freaking out. Let this be a lesson to you that while I do not think that this platform will be banned completely, we're in for a Mm -hmm. lot of change in how it functions in the next year or so. So making sure that you're diversified in where you're publishing, both as a business, as a creator, showing up not and not putting all your eggs in one basket. We talk about this all the time. You need to diversify your presence because at the end of the day, you do not have ownership over any app. Instagram could be gone and shut down. TikTok could be gone and shut down. Your YouTube could crash. There's a million things that can happen. So you need to be prepared to be flexible and rebuild wherever you may need to do that. When it comes down to it, I mean, we're still in, what, year three of TikTok? Like, we're not – we have not had TikTok for that long. So, I mean, I think Mm -mm. this is expected. Instagram has grown and evolved so much since, what, 2010 that it Uh, started? Mm -hmm. I think it was like – yeah, around Something like Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. It's really wild, uh, you know, how much this is at the forefront now, considering that Instagram has been around for triple the amount of time that TikTok has been. Right. And yet, YouTube has been you know, around just, for forever. Yeah. Just in the last couple of years, has it started to be, oh, the government is interested in this? Like, what about all these other years where you saw that children were using it, people were using it, businesses were using it, and the FTC has always been like lightly involved? You know, how is that never raising a flag? Like, hmm, we should keep a closer eye on this, and politicians should be aware of what is happening in the technology space. Weird. Um, (laughs) It's, yeah. We have to learn something new. When you're over I know. 60? <gasps> oh my It's goodness. tough. It's tough. But there's plenty of people on TikTok that are over 60 yes, that are thriving. There are. So thriving. it's not impossible. It's thriving. not impossible. But I'm really interested to see what happens this year. It's going to be a wild ride. But I think that both businesses and creators should keep their head down, keep publishing on TikTok, keep using it, and make sure that they are eyes wide open developing their other platforms. Yep. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Okay, Sonia, I have another topic for you. So a couple days ago, I was at Instagram's IG University, which was an exclusive invite-only little mini training. You're so cool. I am actually really cool. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I was like, how on earth did I get an invite to this? What? <laughs> oh, who am I? But okay, here's what I want to talk about because I posted um I posted a recap of it yesterday and people kind of mm-hmm. went nuts over one point. And that was the fact that in quotes, long captions are dead. <laughs> people went wild over that? People That's went news? wild over that. I know. What? I don't understand. I think- Ever since Reels was, I was going to say ever since Reels was invented, but ever since Reels rolled out, I feel like the long caption at the exact same time died. Like nobody wants to read that. They want to hear you say it. Um, And with Reels being pushed so much, it's like you don't get that many. I mean, you get the same amount of characters, but no one's tapping on it to expand the caption. I think, okay, number one, it's a UX issue. It's a user experience issue where like 
You have to press read more if you're writing, what, more than three lines of a caption. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. strike one. Strike two is the fact that when you're in the Reels tab, it's not a Mm -hmm. solid reading experience. It's just not. So does that mean that you can't use all of the words that you're using? No, not by any means. But you have to Mm -hmm. either do it in your own voice or even, wow, what a concept as a swipe through carousel. I thought it was so funny that I posted this little Mm. recap and it had so much text on the swipe throughs and people were were Mm -hmm. like, long captions are not dead. I love long captions, blah, blah, blah. I saw so many people tag me in their story (laughs) and like make a poll for their audience, like make a literal poll. And they just want themselves to win. (laughs) Literally, literally that. Mm. So Mm -hmm. they're watching this or they're swiping through this thing. And I'm like, do you not see what I just did? This is text. (laughs) You just read. It's Uh not, it's not like I'm not using words. It's just not in the caption. It's, it's put in a more uh, absorbable fashion. Sure. And the what I've been seeing recently that I can't decide if I like or not, it's smart. I'll give people that. It's strategic. But I personally swipe away from it <laughs> is when I'm watching a reel and someone is having like short video clips of themselves and they have a strong kind of like, no, no, no. They have a strong one liner that's like how I blah, 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 whatever. It's something like really interesting. And you think that in a few seconds, they're going to go into what it this. is, but they never do. And then they're like, read, read the caption, caption for more. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I will not read the caption. I swipe to the next one. I'm like, nope, I, I did not want to know that badly. <laughs> Literally in spite of you, I am going to swipe yeah. because I cannot. I totally agree. I cannot stand. Won't do it. Head to the caption <laughs> to read more. No, no. <laughs> no, they Will literally not. give zero, zero information in the video. It's just a one-liner of like how I achieve, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, it. great. They're going to, you know, the bullet points are going to come up. They're going to tell me how they achieve it. And then after a few seconds, it's just like loops back around. It says, read the caption for how. I'm like, what? But there's just, there's a better way. There's a better way. I hate it too. There's a better way to do that. And it's a carousel. It's literally a carousel or speaking what you're saying. Agreed. And I still, I've taken a really long pause from posting on IG and I've been trying to figure out how I want to come back and I just can't figure it out because I notice okay when I'm on TikTok I have the sound on automatically right yeah because there really isn't an this is what I notice is like the barrier for me between these two apps there really isn't an option to not have the sound right yeah right you go on you have the sound on whether that be mm-hmm. earpods on whatever else fine now they just released photos I don't know if you saw this but they're yes. releasing a photo option on TikTok but again, you still instantly put music to it. So sound is always on over there. Instagram, because there wasn't sound on option for so long, I'm not used to tapping to start hearing things, right? So when I go Uh over to Instagram, and I don't know if this is a settings thing, but when I go over to Instagram, everything is muted right away, right? I have to increase the volume or tap the Mm -hmm. unmute to listen to something. So that's an active step. I have to take to hear. And I find that I'll just scroll through endlessly and not ever turn the sound on. And I I found myself doing that too. (laughs) And you know what's so wild is like, I I work from home by myself, like as if I need (laughs) the sound sound on on. anytime, anytime I want. 
and my sounds <laughs> off. Like where where oh, am I? I don't funny. know. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean for me it's like number one, either I'm I'm mainly consuming content in public, I think. Right. So I have to have my AirPods on, or I think that's annoying if you if you don't, PSA. Um <laughs> consuming consuming TikToks or Instagrams with sound on and not your AirPods on in public, a criminal offense. <laughs> criminal offense. Straight to, to jail. jail. <laughs> That's what con- that's that's the bill Congress should be passing straight to straight jail. To jail. <laughs> but um, at home, I of course have the sound off, so I'll be on Instagram for a while, and I'll realize I haven't heard anything that anybody is saying. I haven't done anything, and as you know, ninety nine percent of my content is me talking. Mm-hmm. So I clearly need to get onto your carousel vibe. Oh, but I just do haven't it. figured it out yet. I just haven't figured it out yet. My flow, my internal flow is the problem. It's not how to, it's like, how am I going to take what I normally speak about and open up my app and mindfully type out the bullet points or whatever else. I just haven't gotten that flow. I mean, we're on this, we are ever evolving people on an ever changing app. Mm -hmm. Like it's really hard Mm -hmm. to navigate that and catch yourself, even as someone that's like, a pro in marketing. Like I catch myself doing this all the time where I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. that thought right there, that needs to be a carousel or that needs to be a reel. Yeah. And then I'll like fuss with it for too long. Like it's mm-hmm. hard. I know. That's why speaking is so much easier to me. It's like, yeah. I have the idea. I'm recording myself saying the idea. I'm posting the idea. That's why That's TikTok it. comes as second nature. It's, it's just, right. I open it up. I say the thing I want to say. I post the thing I want to say. I close the app. Like, I got it. (laughs) We're done. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting evolution for me to reignite my motivation for Instagram. It hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Not there yet. So here's the other bit is that this comment came in line with SEO is really important. SEO is really the thing that you have to be paying attention to. So it was it was really the juxtaposition of no long captions and SE, use SEO that was really mm-hmm. conflicting for people. So how can we, let's discuss this, how can we use mm-hmm. SEO, feed the algorithm what it needs to be fed to categorize mm-hmm. your content correctly because the algorithm is a machine as well as playing into people's attention? I think it's about just like regular SEO when it comes to your website or anything else. It's about picking the keywords that you want associated with you that make sense and making sure that those keywords are cycled through your captions. So, you know, if mine's going to be beauty marketing or beauty consultant or beauty Mm -hmm. industry, right? Then when I'm formulating my single line caption, I'm saying, you know, here's a problem that's affecting the beauty industry whatever, you know, it's, it's going to be that I'm making sure that those phrases or those words that are important to my SEO are included in those short captions. Again, this is a strategy game <laughs> over right. anything else. This isn't which a fluffy is caption important. game. No, There's a this better isn't way. about, yes, correct. It, it's just about keeping it short and simple, digestible, and making sure that you're repeating those things that are associated with you. So one of the things that I saw that I've seen people do is also do keywords and hashtags all in a lump. Mm. I feel like this is in the like lifestyle girly, fashion girly world. They've leaned yes. into 
adding in I have coconut girl aesthetic and whatever. Yes. I have been seeing this and they're not hashtags. They're just words. Just words. No hashtags. Just, you know, they have the, the short caption and then some and extra then the spacing. And big block. We, yes. Where we used to put hashtags, they're just putting essentially SEO copy. Yep. <laughs> it's a little, it's strange. I think when I look at it, I'm like, oh, this looks very weird, but I don't, I would be interested in knowing like, is that even working for them? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. Our good friend Kristen right now is doing a very interesting experiment. Um, people should go follow her. People should, everyone should follow her. <laughs> everyone should follow her. We talk about her in like every episode, but God bless her. I was listening to her God explain bless this. Ex- her. <laughs> oh, God I was bless listening her. to her explain this this challenge that she's giving herself for the month of April, and I was just like, I don't know how she how? has the bandwidth for this, but like, bless you. She is posting. Every day on TikTok, every day on YouTube Shorts, and every day on Instagram. And in addition to that, she launched a new account to see because she's one of those people who has an older account, account. isn't getting Mm -hmm. the reach, isn't, you know, seeing the same traction anymore. And so (laughs) So she's like, is this me or is this the account? (laughs) Exactly. So many people are of the mindset that, you know, if you have an older account, you sort of have gotten buried with all the updates, all the everything else. And sometimes starting a new account from zero today is more rewarded, I guess you would say, with viewership, etc. So she's also going to start a brand new account. I want to change up that word, though. I want to change up that word. Not Mm. rewarded. I think it's just, Mm. it's too much data. Prioritized? I don't even want to say that. I think it's like the algorithm just has to trudge through a lot of muck to like figure out where you're trying to go. So, I mean, I think it's like a consistency thing. It's like if you've been putting out X content for this amount of time and then you had a shift Mm -hmm. and then you had another shift and then blah, 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 blah. Like your viewing preferences are changing. Your content is changing. It just makes it harder. Mm -hmm. So I guess like I want to challenge that rewarded and think about it a different way because I don't think Mm -hmm. that starting a new account is a problem solver. Like it's not a magic, a magic. Agreed. Which is no agreed. I guess to clarify what I mean by rewarded is Instagram wants more users right? They want more users. So when you start a new account, they want you to feel successful potentially. This is all speculation, all speculation. So potentially if you start a new account, there might be a quote unquote reward for people with some instant success or some gains or whatever, because they want to keep you in. (laughs) Exactly. And then it could return to normal reach. I think that's why she's doing this experiment because no one really knows for right. sure. So follow along with what she's doing because that will be very interesting. And I'm way too tired of a person to tackle anything like that. Me so. too. Dude, I'm Good constantly <laughs> I'm constantly impressed with her. Like she so she was at this training with me. Um, and number one, we were just like chatting and giggling the whole time via text. <laughs> Love it. But meanwhile, it. I'm like okay, picture this. I'm sitting in the sun mm-hmm. because it's 70 degrees outside every time I try to take a picture of my screen because I'm like I'm gonna record this it has like the most glare ever like Hank's Mm -hmm. like 
laying flat on the grass next to me. Like we're lounging, mm-hmm. straight lounging. I literally gave myself a farmer's tan on one arm throughout this whole entire thing. <laughs> so, and I'm texting Kristen. Meanwhile, uh-huh. she is capturing her screen, screen mm-hmm. screenshotting her screen so that she can immediately post a freaking carousel recap of this whole <laughs> thing right after. I was like, oh, <laughs> is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, That's not what I did. It's like sitting next to the smart kid in school and be like, oh, can I copy your notes later? <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, oh my God, Kristen is so prepared. <laughs> I was She's so, already, like, I was so impressed. Out everything, literally I everything. It. I was like, "Snaps, girlfriend, that was great." <laughs> so let's let's break down some like rules, guidelines, recommendations for SEO. If you mm-hmm. are an influencer looking to attract brands, like what keywords would you be searching as a brand to find your influencers, creators? Well, I'm most likely going to search a genre. So this is where your niche and being specific about your content comes into play, right? So I think if you're describing your own content and you say that you are a beauty creator, Mm -hmm. getting more specific, right? Um, Over 40 skincare, Mm -hmm. 30-year-old skincare, dry skincare, eczema, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, fashion people would be plus size fashion, mid-size fashion, uh, petite fashion, you know, get, not just saying fashion the specific style. Yeah. Exactly, right? You want to get into a little bit more detail as to what type of creator you are within that space. Yes. Um, I think city, I would say city is also something that yeah. I've been throwing in there um, specifically because because I live by a large city. (laughs) I'm by LA. There's no reason that I don't get invited to LA events. So I'm going to add in Los Angeles influencer. I'm probably going to add in Los Angeles in general. Yeah. I definitely think city location makes sense, especially if you're looking to connect and go to events. Yeah. I think that would be if you want to attract brands and they're going to be doing a search, it's to use those keywords and also Mm -hmm. like tutorial, education, you know, what are you offering there in that content as well? Now, is it more specific than that? Is it beauty tutorial? Is it like, yeah, no, that's right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. It's including those words as well. Also, if you're professional, you know, making sure that you're beauty professional, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of defining that perspective Mm -hmm. as well. All right. Sonia, what do do you want to talk about? What else you got for me? (sighs) Speaking of sending creators into a tizzy, I uh, recently <laughs> I recently posted two TikToks in a row that were both about how lifestyle creator is not a thing. Okay. Lifestyle is not a lifestyle is not a thing. Um and one of them was right now there's a cap cut template that's going viral that is this guy saying over and over again, "Are you sure about that?" Are you sure about that? Yeah. And then you put, you know, the thing that you're supposed to, that people should be questioning. And for me, it was influencer bio says fashion dot beauty dot lifestyle. <laughs> the way it triggered people, it I doesn't know. mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And so 
of course, it went down a spiral of people being like, well, what should I be putting? What should I be putting? And the way people don't know what their own content is about is shocking to me. I'm like, I could watch six of your last TikToks and tell you exactly what your bio should be. And let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you, it's not lifestyle. Lifestyle should not be in anybody's bio. And I was like, oh, but you know, lifestyle just means that I also do day in my life. I'm like, okay. What kind of day in the life? What's happening during Exactly. And so I ended up posting a follow-up because so many people asked me to look at their profiles, which I did because I had some downtime and because I ended up posting. You're a kind human. <laughs> I know. I did, I don't know, like 12 people. It was wild. It was a spiral for sure, but it was so fast and easy. I'm like, I just, people, let me help you. Yeah. Um, but it just really sent people into a crisis. And what I ended up explaining was that Everyone has a lifestyle because everyone's alive, right? If you're on the internet, you're living a lifestyle (laughs) of some sort. You are a living human being and thus you have a lifestyle. (laughs) You have a lifestyle. (laughs) What is the key words that you're going for or the bio sentence that you're going for is based off of the perspective of that lifestyle, Yes, right? It's not about, oh, I only make this type of content. Oh, I'm this type of a person, but I also do all these other things. And yes, keep doing those other things. I don't care. If you don't want a niche, I don't care. The point is every person has a perspective. Mm -hmm. You're a mother of three. That's your perspective. You're a dog mom. You're a city girl. You're not a country girl. You're a mother of three. That's such a good distinction. That's such a good distinction. Exactly. It's, it's, you're offering tips. You're giving styling advice. Mm -hmm. You're guiding people through an entrepreneurial journey. You're aging gracefully. Whatever it is that you're doing, (laughs) you can still make a day in the life content about that. You can still make funny content about that. You can still make, you know, there's a million things that you can still create under that. Yeah. But lifestyle doesn't say anything. It doesn't tell me anything about you. I mean, okay, let's pull back some of our lifestyle girlies that have like gone mega viral or like just mm-hmm. people that we that are a good example of this. My first sure. thought is mm-hmm. Anna Sitar, who was the Starbies girl. Uh-huh. I feel like we've talked about her before, but she gets she gets labeled as lifestyle all the time, and I'm like, no. No, 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 because when she started, she was the Starbies girl. And you would have said, I found this girl. Yes, right. I found this girl online that goes and orders Starbucks every day and blah, blah, blah. She has a new Mm -hmm. order. And I think it's that who. Like, you can still have a description. I found this blank girl Mm -hmm. who does X. And if you can label that for yourself, if you can define what that is, I think making content and really honing in on what your niche is, is 12 Mm -hmm. times easier. Because we don't need to know like beauty, fashion, blah, 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 because that's not very specific nowadays either. But it's what someone would describe you as to a friend, because that's what you want. You want someone to tell their friend, I found this person online that does blah, blah, blah. Have you seen them? Exactly. And I think so many people get petrified of the idea of niche, like, oh, I can never post X, Y, and Z again. Like, no, again, not the truth. Um, truth. It's such an all or nothing. It's an all or nothing mindset that you're going to Yeah. And you really just need to be, again, strategic and think about how you want brands to view you. What I said Mm -hmm. was, when I see beauty, lifestyle, fashion, I have no idea what that means. When I see 
Um, no idea. Living in Cincinnati, navigating the fashion you know, scene for girls 25 and up, whatever, right? Like then I'm like, okay, I know where you're coming from, but that doesn't mean that you can't post a day in the life. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, I just, I think it's so funny how petrified people are of like defining themselves a certain way in a profile. Like you're fine, bro. Like just give it a shot. Oh, and people were commenting, oh, I change mine like every week. I'm like, you change it every week? <laughs> that's like, not t- that's crazy. Okay. It's it's not so much of that's crazy. It's like, that's, I know that that's a crisis for you. Like that's a lot of brain power for mm-hmm. you to be putting into it. And right? there's just an, there's a more peaceful, calm way. This could be a lot more namaste. Right. Absolutely. And if you're, okay, so let's take Anna, for example. Who um, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to do her because we've, we've talked about mm. her. I want to do um, hmm. either Emily Kaiser or uh, what's her name? Alex Who's that Earl? other girl? Yes. yes. Alex Earl. Um, yeah. Okay. So both of them, yes, quote unquote, people think that they're lifestyle creators, but really there is a point of view to yes. either one of them. And I think when you think that you're a lifestyle creator and you're not ready to commit to a bio that like says more about you, the basics would be age, location, email, and then maybe a little bit something else, right? So maybe Emily Kaiser's is run errands with me, right? She always is running these errands. Mm. She's well known for running the errands. Um, and then Probably just her age, about her, her location, whatever. Yeah. Or get ready with me, something like that. She does a lot of hair stuff, but I think she's most well known for errands. Okay. How would you describe her in that format? Like Emily Kaiser is a blank girl or blank mom who mm-hmm. does something. I would describe Emily's account for someone who was looking for her or who had never seen her before as a young mom in Phoenix who brings humor to her day-to-day life and loves to take people along on her, you know, get ready with me, tips on her hair and her little errand running, these cutesy little errand running things. And that's like, there is such a distinct difference between lifestyle and that description and it might not Mm -hmm. feel like it when you start to describe yourself but I think it's really just down to getting more specific describe what that lifestyle means describe what beauty means like what category of beauty are we talking about yep and I really pushed one of the women in my lip service community on this recently and she ended up changing her bio and focusing more on being over 40 mm-hmm. and she recently had one of her TikToks go viral it has like 20,000 views on it now Hell because yeah. she really focused on that conversation more and I'm like this is what people want to hear they want to yeah. know I'm over 40 I have dry skin this is what I'm dealing yes. with then they are like I'm dealing with that too me and they too. get so excited wow. that somebody somebody is on their team. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so let's wrap this up this episode. Yep. Um what are our takeaways? We talked about a lot. <laughs> As always. Takeaways here. Takeaways. Um keep moving forward on TikTok. Do not be worried about the ban, but start reminding yourself that any platform could go away at any moment. So you do need to be diversified mm-hmm. um, and finding a flow for your content so that it gets published on multiple places. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, over on Instagram, the conversation around SEO and structuring your captions so that they are bite-sized snacks. 
super important takeaway there. I think that's a huge mindset shift for a lot of people. Clearly, yeah. they were triggered by your content. I know. They were really triggered by my content. <laughs> and, I- and there's no such thing as a lifestyle created creator. Yeah. There is no such thing as a lifestyle creator, period. And Hard stop. mic drop. No yep. one can fight. Fight me. Fight me. Feel oh, free to fight ahead. me on this. Fight me. Show me your content and try to convince me that you are a lifestyle creator and you I will <laughs> fix it. I will fix it. You can't. You can't. I'll tell you what you actually are. Right, right. And oh God. Okay. So my takeaway here is is really the specificity of it. Like you as a creator need to get really specific about what type of content you're putting out. With our conversation about SEO, with our conversation about lifestyle, what we're really talking about is defining who you are to an outside person. And you need to know who you're trying to attract, whether you're looking at it from a brand's perspective, you know, are you including those specifics of oily skin? Are you including the specifics of what kind of style you have or what kind of hair you have or what kind of whatever? Like all of that is going to matter when someone is going to be searching for you. So it's not just your audience that you're thinking about. It's who else Is it a buyer? Is it a brand? Who is that? And get really specific on what they want to see, not just on what what you want to be. (laughs) I would also add to that, you said defining yourself. And I think as soon as people hear that, they're like, "Ah, how do I define myself? Again, existential crisis. I would think of it like this to remove that feeling of like, I can't put myself in a box. Um, When you watch something new on Netflix, and then you tell your friends about it, how do you describe it? It is the exact same thing. If you wanted to describe watching yourself on a social platform, what would that look like? Ask a friend. It doesn't have to be, yeah, ask a friend. Ask 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 a friend. Like, I don't think that it needs to fall only on you. Like, ask that hard question to talk it out. Talk it out with someone. Like, hire a coach. Yes. Talk it out that way. Mm -hmm. Or go to a friend. Have a conversation with another creator that gets it. And that will be immensely helpful. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Brand Meet Creator. Per usual, you can find Harley and I on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok too much. And we will talk (laughs) to you soon. Get in our DMs and ask us any follow-up questions. And rate this dang episode. Thank you.